Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Welcome in, everybody. This is the debut episode here at Final Judgment. I'm your host, Tony Dixon-Cotillo. And joining me for the first debut episode is Miss Alexa Ross. Alexa, how are you? I am great, and it's even better knowing that this is the debut episode. we got to keep the energy up, and there is a yes. lot of exciting stuff to talk about. Oh, my God. Listen, football, even though football is ending and everybody's supposed to just gravitate towards the NBA, who knows if we're going to have a baseball season. <laughs> and hockey, it is what it is, especially in Philadelphia. Nobody's really, and we're going to get to the Flyer Nation thing in a minute. But, uh, listen, football is a 24-7 operation, right? It just never ends. Uh, we get by the Super Bowl. L.A. Rams, uh, you know, right away, I, I was the L.A. Rams guy right from the very beginning. And, and just so everybody knows, first of all, I didn't give her a just do this. Alexa Ross, again, she's Philly made, okay? Temple made, has some Philly roots, transitioned to Rochester, New York, covered the Buffalo Bills. Now she's in Indianapolis. She covers the Indianapolis Colts. She covers the Indiana Pacers for CBS 4 and Fox 59. But she's also a host of Flyers Nation. So she gives that Philly roots and nice segment with Cam Atkinson the other day. It's I know it's hard to be talking hockey when they're so bad right now, right? <laughs> Cam is listen, Cam is a cool dude, and I didn't even touch hockey, and I'm glad I didn't have to. I mean, I touched like his transition and everything because it's hard to kind of just like walk in a room. And I think the most like hockey we actually talked was like, oh, how do you kind of come in and not know who your coach is and then get used to him and then he's gone. So, like, that's kind of where we went with that. But, like, we did not touch on how bad that team is. Like, we did not even, you know, uh, I was more focused on, like, him being here and how he feels. Because I think that, like, a lot of people have gravitated towards him just because he's, like, A, a really fun guy. And, B, he's really good at what he does. And I think he's, like, a, a bright spot in a very bleak, bleak, bleak Wells bleak Fargo Center. Bleak is mildly right now, right? But that you're right. He, I mean, he, yeah. He's a really cool individual. He really is. He's and, a cool dude. He's a super yeah. nice guy. People in Philly, they, they gravitate towards, towards cool people, right? So, uh, come oh, on. Yeah. Me and you are from Philly, so why wouldn't they gravitate towards us as well? Hell so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but listen, just so everybody knows real fast, the reason why this show is about is because um, everybody knows that I do a show every Tuesday. I, I talk to local scene in Philly, but I wanted something a little different, right? So as everybody's gravitating towards sports betting and fancy sports, and, you know, I want to bring a national perspective in people that are credible to cover other teams to give you what are other people thinking outside the organization? You know, we, we don't see, I don't see, listen, 
I love Tyrese Halliburton, right? But I don't see him play every day. Now he's an Indiana Pacer. So, you know, you know, Carson Wentz, we know he went, and we're going to get to that. He went from Philly, go to Indianapolis. But we don't actually know what's going on. And that information could help you, whether you're writing articles, whether you're talking on sports radio, or even, put, hey, maybe you're putting in some bets and having some fun with that. So, Alexa, let's just talk straight up about the Super Bowl real fast. I want to touch on because obviously it's still a topic. The L.A. Rams, yeah. I, I, I love. We're not going to talk about the Matt Stafford, you know, walking away from <laughs> the poor camera girl who falls down and fractures her spine, which is absolutely insane. Wait, officially? She fa- she officially yes. fractured her spine? Oh, yes. my God. Matthew. Yeah, so I was, I was following it today. So, they, so she went to the ER. She officially <laughs> fractured her spine. They actually have a, a GoFundMe page for her right now for – all the, her equipment that was busted thought like it's 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 crazy i just That's can't believe just walk oh. away so nonchalantly like that but i i gotta say joe burrow would never joe burrow no would, joe b no. joey b would have picked her up <laughs> and like given her a hug and been like it's okay sister let's get you some help yes because, i mean you say you were a rams guy from the beginning and like i kind of was in the camp of like i hope both teams have fun you know matt stafford and all of the guys on those those on the Rams. What a great story for all of them, you know, Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald and all these guys who might be ending their, you know, and then the other side of like ending their careers possibly. But, you know, I have been like really high on the Bengals since they drafted Jamar Chase. I've liked Joe Burrow, you know, the iconic picture of him smoking a cigar in the Ellis in the locker room after the national championship. When I was like, "Oh yeah, this guy has swag." And then he had swag and then he got hurt. And now he has his national championship winning wide receiver. So clearly, you know, if they didn't make that pick, I think Cincinnati would have burned to the ground and I'm glad that they didn't. And I'm glad that they were able to do what they did and, you know, have the season that they did. And I think that, you know, it's a team with a lot of young talent. And because of that, I think they will be back. Um, I think they're too talented to not especially, but I mean, as we know, the AFC is like, the NFC, whatever. The AFC is where the competition is. That's where it's all at. So hopefully, you know, depending on how teams kind of rise and fall. Um, it was, you know, it was a really good game up until, you know, the end where questionable calls were made and other calls were missed. And, you know, it was like they let they let the boys play. And then by like, there was like a two minute span where more whistles were thrown then than in like the entirety of championship weekend. So, you know, it's, it, you always hate to see any kind of game decided on that. Like it doesn't matter what or when or what level or how. But you know, I'm 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 happy. I'm glad LA got theirs. Whatever. I'm excited for Cincinnati. I think I don't know if you've seen the video of Joe Burrow introducing himself to everybody uh, who played uh, for the Rams. He's like, hey, hey, I'm Joe. Hey, I'm Joe. And I was like, he's so like, he's very like he's so he's, happy to be there. Yeah. Like he was so happy to be there. So I think that you know. I think that kind of like as they kind of reevaluate and kind of see what went wrong, it's definitely better than the last time the Rams played in the Super Bowl, which was objectively the worst Super Bowl of all time, followed by the best Super Bowl of all time, not just for our biased reasons, but because it was actually a lot of fun to watch for most people because it was high scoring and people had a good time. Yes, yes. Because that last quarter was weird. Last quarter was weird in that Super Bowl. Really, really weird. It was. it was weird, and now my eyes, at least, are on the off season and everything yes. that happens when the league new year begins on either the fifteenth or the sixteenth. 
And that's where it's going to get interesting. That's where it's going to get interesting. And, and again, shout out OBJ. Uh, it sucks. Uh, I know for him in that game, right? And I'm at least yeah. he caught. I'm hmm. so glad he caught a touchdown. I'm yes. so glad he did something. Not that like you don't contribute if you're not playing, right. but like the fact that he, you know, had his back turned on him by Cleveland, was able to come in, catch a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and then end up winning that ring. You know, I, I can imagine how hard it is to take. You know get tagged out and have to be like, dude, you got to sit. It was killing him. You know, he's walking, he's patrolling the sidelines. You could see, and then when that offense wasn't clicking, it was just killing him. He wanted to be out there so bad. So shout out to OBJ. I'm I'm glad when when, when we see narratives like that, Bob Miller, who had every opportunity to almost be the MVP of that game because he was that good uh, towards the end. But like you said, the cool part is Cincinnati is going to be around for a long time. Uh, I picked the Reigns in the beginning of the year, and for personal bias, because I have a man crush on Sean McVay. I've never been afraid to say it. I love that. I he mean, was, yeah, he's cute. He's well, real cute. And, and, yeah, exactly. I'm very comfortable with myself. I can say it. And, and not just that. I mean, he's a 33-year-old head coach. He's been in the league for three years now at 36. Stud. Right. Stud. I, and now he's got a ring. Like, he's an offensive mastermind, in my opinion. So uh, I was glad to see that go. But you said, you know, we're, we're getting ready for the new season. And, again, you cover. Oh, yeah. We're going to get to some Philly stuff. You cover the Indianapolis Colts. And, again, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, his cards are going to get traded. Where's it going to go? Hey, listen, we're going to see. That's going to be – we're going to hear that nauseum over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. But let me just ask you a general question. And that is because we know how much – how hard it was to get him out of here. And we were happy to be rid of the Carson Wentz experiment, I'll call it, right? But do you think the Colts regret right now? Is there like a buyer's remorse? Do you think they regret this Carson Wentz trade? You watched them all year, so you would know. I think the only person who really regrets it right now is Jim Irsay, and that's because he is a hothead. I mean, he's still as mad right now as he was as they got off the plane after that Jacksonville game. I mean, that was... You know, when you're in two win and in, you know, two win and in situations and you lose both of them, one of them's at home, one by a field goal and something we were talking about off camera, five of their losses came seven points or less. So like, you know, that's, that's frustrating in and of itself, but it obviously always doesn't equate to quarterback play. Like your game is not like, I, I am the biggest proponent of quarterbacks aren't quarterback stats aren't wins and wins aren't a quarterback stat like the two yes there's so much more than just than just him and he went 27 and 7 this year which is wildly like worlds better than what he was in this last season in philly yeah i mean he showed there were throws that were like you know flashes of 2017 pre-injury carson too you know like there were things that i saw and i was like oh like it's in there it's in there and Frank Wright can bring it out, you know, but I, you know, Jim Mercy's pissed and Jim Mercy's been pissed. And yep. I don't know how much, how many of you guys have watched hard knocks, but like the biggest thing after that loss was that Jim Mercy, like middle of the night called Chris Ballard and Frank Reich and had like an overnight long conversation with them about like, what's got to give, what's got to go, what's got to change. Cause a lot of stuff has to change. And like, yeah, he's right. A lot of stuff has to change. I don't think that's going to come at the expense of a coach. I don't think they get rid of Frank. I, I vis- so People I are like calling for his job. And I'm like, there's absolutely no reason for that. Like, it's not going to happen. Like, if they fire Frank Reich, 
they're just they're just trying to blow like if that was a call that was made it would be a call in anger and stuff like that obviously things have to start moving because on i believe it's march 18th it's either march 18th or march 19th it's after that three-day window after the league new year carson's 15 million dollars becomes 22 guaranteed if he gets so it will if he gets moved it will happen by then but then the big question is but who like who who do you get because a 15 million dollar cap hit isn't something that like that's that's not going to help you get the quarterback that you want to be the the guy it's howie roseman <laughs> right, right. Throw it, but yeah, but you're exactly the right. The last, you know, the last two years, or before getting Carson, it was Tom Brady had interest and went to Tampa Bay. They win a Super Bowl. Matt Stafford was between here and L.A. and he went to L.A. and they won a Super Bowl. Guess what? The Colts only have two position groups better than the both of those teams during their Super Bowl years, which were running back and linebacker. And that's it. Because Jonathan Taylor is the future of this franchise. Like, he's not going anywhere. Everyone's obsessed with him, and rightfully so. He's truly the nicest person I've ever covered. And that's saying a lot because I've covered Josh Allen. But, like, he's also so very good at what he does and is so nose to the grindstone. Their offensive line also doesn't help that they're so expensive. Like, you can't just, like go and like make a run for an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson because that's just you can't pay like how are you going to pay the guy like even if you write your cute like take out your little checkbook and you write your check like it doesn't matter because it still goes against a cap and like nope. you and I know that's not how it works like if nope. an owner could just write a cash check right there like it you know but that's not how it works that's not the game we're playing and it's tough it, there's, it's hard. There's, there's a lot of obstacles. I mean, we listen, Drew Brees for years was hamstrung. Uh, or the New Orleans Saints were hamstrung by Drew Brees' contract, right? Tom Brady was actually, you know, he gave a discount basically, you know, for all those years he was in New England. People forget about that. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to command some major loot, some major cash. So you're right. I, you you have I don't to be able to draft well, right? That's just yeah. that's the way it's got to work. And they and they don't have their first round pick because nope. because Carson played more than seventy five percent of snaps, which I was jokingly like the snap counter for Philly because I'm from Philly and I have a lot of Philly followers. So I was like, okay, well, of all of the snaps that have been played so far, he's officially played seventy six. So so long as he keeps playing, the yeah. pick is all but official. We were all over that counter too, all over. Dude, it's yeah, <laughs> I, I had to. It's fine, but but because of that, you know, you lose your first round pick. That doesn't, which doesn't help you, especially when you're the quarterback class is so weak. I wasn't going to say weak, but you said it for me. Yeah. I like mean, they're very, it un- it's very underwhelming. It's underwhelming. These are not the guys that are going to be like, you know, it's not the same class as like Josh Allen's class. Like it's like we're not doing that again. Like we're not going to have those kinds of classes again, not for a nope. little bit anyway. Probably not nope. until Arch Manning gets drafted, which is crazy to, say think about think that about right yeah like that's crazy like all of because now it looks like everybody's quarterbacks are kind of like all over the place in age so it doesn't yep. look like we're kind of going to be ushering in um you know another generation of quarterbacks for quite some time and like these young guys are doing their things and i think the only one who's not is kyler murray and i think Ooh. that kyler murray might be the only discount like you know your little discount double check that you can grab but they've 
proven that they don't need like the little running quarterback because they have JT. Like yes. all of your running needs are taken care of by Jonathan Taylor, who is a little bit taller and a little bit heavier and can like move through people like I've never seen. He's the yards after contact king. Whereas you can't get this that same thing from Kyler. And yeah, Kyler can throw, but like he needs elite receivers. Guess what the Colts don't have? Elite receivers. You know, there's a lot of other stuff that needs to be changed. And I think that if they don't make a big move, if they don't make a move for Carson, they're going to make a big move for a big name receiver because that's what this offense needs. Like I, I, I think so. I agree with you. Definitely. I think the, the pieces are there. They just like, whether people like it or not, Carson once had a great year this year and he completely fell apart along with the rest of the team in the last two games of the season. It's not his fault that Trevor Lawrence looked like Peyton Manning out there. That's, he was not on the field during the t- same time Trevor Lawrence is out there. Like there is a lot of other stuff that happened and went wildly, wildly, wildly wrong. You know, for those Just games. Say, hey, listen, on, on top of that, you make a great point because you talk about, you know, it wasn't Carson's fault that the defense gave up. I mean, we we in Philadelphia, you know, listen, you can say whatever you want about, you know, Mr. Five will always love you, but McNabb left the field with the lead against Arizona. Always remember that. He left the field with the lead. So I'm just going to throw it out there the last time they lost the NFC Championship. So, um, but you mentioned Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And, and, and again, I love JT. I really do. He's so I love good. JT. Yeah, he is. A, he's like, like you said, man, he, yeah, he's like that Maurice Jones drew, but taller. He's got the, the building yeah. Maurice Jones drew, but he's got the yeah. drive. I mean, it's, it's like Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I'm not afraid to say that. So speaking of that, the reason why I bring that up, Tennessee, you know, obviously AFC South, Ryan Tannehill, who didn't have the great year that I predicted that he would have, but still he's not a great quarterback, but he was no. a serviceable quarterback. So almost like what, what's going on in Indianapolis, right? So, you know, a lot of those numbers, in my opinion, for Carson Wentz, see if you agree, were lower because they ran so much with Jonathan Taylor. Now, you could take that and say that's because they didn't trust Carson Wentz or, you know, because it did definitely see like Frank Reich slowly but surely every game took less and less attempts away from Carson. But I don't know if that was just because they didn't like Carson. I think it's because JT was that good and he was balling out that well. And he is that good. I mean, he is all of that. He is really he really is the definition of like all that in a bag of chips. Like he really, really is. And I think that when you look at him. Yeah, right. It's a good good expression. But the thing about like and the conversation between Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor that kind of happened when Derrick Henry got hurt is like Derrick Henry's numbers were that much higher because he had that many more carries. And when those carry numbers became the same, Jonathan Taylor's yards were far and away longer. Like he is, and I am going on the record right now as saying that if you are between Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, and Jonathan Taylor with your overall pick, I take Derrick Henry out of that that conversation. Ooh. Take him out. He's, he's, not, he's proved that he doesn't get hurt like that. Like, let's just start right there. Like, let's just start right there. We haven't had knock on whatever. Yeah, know, knock saying, on whatever. Yeah. Knock on whatever. But you don't have a guy who has that that history, that injury history. 
I loved Christian McCaffrey. I took him first overall, got super pissed off. And then I was like, damn, I should have taken Derrick Henry. Guess what? Derrick Henry got hurt too. And I was like, ha I yeah. guess I picked right. Like, <laughs> you know, it was one of those things where I was just like, you know, I, it just, our guy. Listen, our I'm with you. I'm with you. What are you going to do? Like, so for me as a, as an avid fantasy player and first time I haven't made the playoffs in fantasy in my life was this year. I'm rolling with JT next Yeah, wow, listen like, to you first I'm time in your with, life. I, I'm going to have to get you I'm, as a guest on Sirius. I'm What's like going a, on there? First I'm, time like a, you- I'm a seven. I am a like seven year. This is the first year I played in three leagues and I made none of them. None of wow. them. This was like, a weird year though. Like this defending champ year. in this league. And I did not sniff playoffs. Like oh, it was, I, it was bad. It was really I love bad. this. I love it. It was really I, bad, but. Oh. You damned if you do, damned if you don't when you're drafting, though. So, like, well, well, here's what's funny, and I'm not saying this because this is Alexa Ross who covers the Colts, and we're talking about JT. But I, I'm telling you, like, I was fixated the entire offseason said, "Do not draft Christian McCaffrey." I was like, "You, you cannot take C Mac. He's fragile. I can't trust him." And Derek Henry for me. You know, it, it, depending on a fantasy league, if you're in a PPR league, Derrick Henry was like, wait a minute, I want a guy who's going to catch the ball. So I was on a Dalvin Cook train, but my third yeah. guy was Jonathan Taylor. I said, yo, Jonathan Taylor's going to be a top three back this year. And, you know, and he, just because he's a bell cow back and they use him so much. Yeah. And I think, too, that when you look at the way he is used, like they're sure they'll have offensive linemen throw him, throw him over the goal line, but they'll have him, you know, like they'll screen him like he will catch. And he can catch, and he's proven that he can catch. So, I don't know. Keep your eye out on him. I mean, I and my other hot – I don't even want to call this that hot of a take because it's not really that hot of a take. But if the Colts make the playoffs, he's Offensive Player of the Year. I like, like that. No, I like that. Like, I like that they a lot. Make, they make the playoffs. He's in the MVP conversation. Like, he's still in the MVP conversation. But, like, they yep. didn't. And guess what? That's the Stuff only reason. Changes. Right. I think if I honestly, I think if they make the playoffs and close out the season the way they should have, he's 100% in the MVP conversation. Yeah. I mean, no, he was that good. He was that it's good. It's easy. It's easy. And it was, it's fun to watch him play football, man. Like it's, it is. It's been a long time since I've had that much fun watching a running back. And like, yeah, I came from Buffalo who has Josh, who is like a running back in and of himself, but it's like, yeah. Not you know, the same. Devin, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are like, they were not it. And like, I didn't, you know, I didn't have that, that serious love. It's like the last time I loved a running back like that and watching a running back like that was shady. I was going to say, you got to go back to shady and be West. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I know I'm older are... than you, so I'm a B, I'm B West. So you, my B West is probably your shady. So but yeah. at the same, same, we, we same had thing, some though. tremendous yeah. running backs. Absolutely. So it's, you know, so to kind of see that, I think he's going to be here for a long time. He's going to be here to stay. The Colts have proven year after year after year after year that they care so much about their offensive line and how much money they pump into that. So just keep an eye on that. And I rule out nothing with the Carson stuff. I mean, because, you know, there are three options. You you hold on to him and you kind of wait till you can clear cap and figure things out otherwise. And you say, you know, it was just one year. Let's do it again. Let's run it back. You cut him. You eat $15 million. That's not no matter what. That's or you trade him when you have absolutely no leverage to do so. Because what do you have? Nothing. That's true. They don't have picks to give up. They have. They do certainly do not have picks to give up. Like no, 
No, you're you right. I, you're 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 kind of in a foregone conclusion that Carson Wentz is probably going to be your starting quarterback. I now here's the thing though. I don't even say that though. Like if they get rid of him, I mean Jim Irsay could be so petty as to just cut him and eat fifteen million dollars. But like, where does that leave you? So I'm That's kind true. of of the ilk of like whatever happens, whatever happens, happens. Like I think that you know a lot of people are like there's no way he's here next year. There's no way he's here next year. I'm like, okay, that's fine. If he's not here next year, then so be it. But then you got to really take into consideration how you play your free agents, how you re-sign contracts, how you restructure guys, because Darius Leonard just got paid. Like time. you cannot take money out of that contract. Like there are contracts that you can't touch. Yep. And like, there's money that you can't move around. So you have to be really, really financially smart. And this is my first full off season with the Colts. So I don't know how they are with moving money in that way. So I I don't want to be the one to say like, oh yeah, for sure. They're not going to care about $15 million. But if they don't, they got to be really, really smart about how they make it up. And I know a lot of people, you know, were skeptical when Ballard gave Larry, Leonard that big deal. I mean, $20 yeah. million dollar average a year for a middle linebacker was like crazy. But come on, man, 122 tackles this year, seven forced fumbles, four picks. The kid was playing out of his mind. The um, maniac. So, right? He, and he, he is. is. He and he is. is. He deserves every penny of it. And I think that, like, we can't, you can't discount that. But it's like there are other places where things are kind of lapsing. You know. So let me ask you this before we move on to a, a a quick little couple Eagles questions. But you mentioned you're the reigning supreme of, of fantasy football. So I got so I, because we talked about JT. So you're going. Alexa Ross is on the clock right now. You're at, you have the number one overall pick in fantasy next year. Who's your pick? I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. I already oh, said I it. I'm it. rolling. I'm rolling with it. If like here's my like top five, like, depending on where I draft. Because I assume that Derrick Henry will be taken in the top two. I don't know how people are going to look at Christian McCaffrey when we decide that we're going to start drafting drafting over the summer. Like, I like if we're drafting tomorrow, like we draft tomorrow, and yes. people are still like, "But CMC can do it, yeah, you know." And like, those are your top two. If I'm picking third, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor over Dalvin Cook. Like I am, and I think a lot of people are going to start having the the mental gymnastics of like trying to pick between the two and i think it will also depend on schedules obviously like we don't know what schedules look like nothing's we know who opponents are but we don't know where people are playing yet or when people are playing where so like i'm interested to see i love to draft around a bye week also so like okay i really gotta be like i will never draft unless it's like my top guy i will never draft another person with that bye week like i'm really I am so, I mean, like on my bench, yeah, but like in my, like I'm very, very, I pay really close attention to bye weeks and it's, it's helped me be really, really lucky to kind of make up for points as my top guys have to clock out for, you know, to yeah, take their breaks. I, I, I'm the complete opposite. I got complete disregard for bye weeks. <laughs> I, I care really way do. too much about bye weeks, but I, hey, like, maybe that's why I win. I don't know. Yeah, You know what? But, you're right. Cause I haven't won in three years. I, you know what I mean? So it's, it's all good. I, I, I if I was like, I got to switch to DFS just so I know I got a chance to win every week. But, uh, but no, nah, I, I agree with you. I think Jonathan Taylor, he's definitely my number one overall pick, but we, we, we just got from one quarterback situation to another. And, Right now, we got to talk about the Jalen Hurts thing. And and the only reason why is because I am very curious because I know what our perspective is within Philly. Even though you cover the Colts, you also have Philly roots. So I know you pay attention and you're obviously, yeah. you know, very intelligent when it comes to football. 
Jalen Hurts, is he the guy in Philly? Is it, you know, he'll never be what we want him to be? Will he be serviceable enough? Do they make this big move for a Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? What do you think happens the quarterback situation in Philly? God, I can't even imagine them getting Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's, like, so far out. That, like, I, I cannot even, like, imagine him wearing a different shade of green and walking onto another NFC field. Like, I really can't. Like, I just – Wilson, eh, I see that a lot more. Like, that seems a lot more reasonable to me. I want him to be the guy I really do. Like, I want to see the kid succeed. I think that he has the tools to do so. I think that he's young. And he's proven that he's really young and really doesn't know what's going on. I think this is the year. This is his make or break year, though. If he like if he can't deliver, he's done like he he's absolutely done. And I think that they really mortgaged a lot off of, you know, getting rid of Doug. And now Doug has his dream situation with Trevor Lawrence. Like he has he's back to exactly where he wants to be with a really, really, really talented, big, young quarterback. And like, yeah, do I think the Jags are still going to be absolute trash? Absolutely. Do I think that Trevor Lawrence makes leaps and bounds? For sure. But like, you don't just get rid of your Super Bowl winning head coach and the quarterback that essentially like led you there, but couldn't play to then get this guy in the second round and then give up on him, man. Like, And if that's the case, then we need to start talking front office stuff because I'm of the ilk of that Howie Roseman needed to go three years ago. Like he needed to be gone when he blew up the Super Bowl team. Like that's it. That's in my mind, he's got to be done. And I think, and like Jalen Hurts not being ready is a direct result of him, not a direct result of Jalen Hurts. Because I would have loved to see Jalen Hurts with Doug Peterson. I would have loved See, I'm not a dumb guy, so it's hard for me. I'm not a dumb guy. I, I, I honestly, I, I he, listen. Here's like you saying, everybody, and I don't know if you're gonna agree or not, but he got the job in Jacksonville only because Byron Leftwich pulled out. He got the job in Philly only because Tom Coughlin pulled out. So you know, he interviews and then he goes away, and then he's like the fallback guy, and, and that's what I never understood. So it's almost like he's not blowing anybody away. And I understood he won a Super Bowl. He what he won a Super Bowl yeah. because he had a hell of a coaching staff. He really did. I mean, he had a great I, coaching staff, and he had. I mean, they really captured lightning in a bottle. They really did. But I they do did. think that that success could have been not like Super Bowl level sustained. But I think that you at least like do enough. You know, God forbid you True. do enough. Right. Right. I mean, I'm not going to completely disregard him as a head coach, but I just, I don't see a love affest with, with, with Doug P. I just, I still don't see it. I don't. I mean, I still love Andy. So, like, I'm still, like, I still, I, like, love you. this man in my heart. So, like, I'm still, you know, I, I like to see former guys succeed. Like, I like seeing Andy Reid go, you know, get, I'm glad he got his ring, you know. Doug is absolutely not taking the Jaguars to get a ring. Like there's no way there's absolutely no no way the franchise is like too far gone, but I do think that he develops Trevor Lawrence into Trevor Lawrence into what everyone expects him to be. Like, I think that he becomes the, I think he becomes that guy. Like everyone expected him to be that guy. And then he went to Jacksonville and then everyone was like, Ooh, Jacksonville tough. And then you're, your coach gets fired. <laughs> so 
you know, like I know they're not trying to play games and they're not playing games and I understand that, but like the Eagles Super Bowl win to AFC South pipeline is very, very strong. And like we do have Frank Reich, Jim Schwartz, and Doug Peterson all coaching in the AFC South it's now. Crazy. Which is nutty. And I'm this super excited about it. What is oh, I love odds? it. I'm I'm in. I am all in on that. Like I am I couldn't be more in. But like, but what I'm saying is like I think that you can't chance a guy, especially when you also have a new coach on like a year with his quarter with his also new quarterback. Like I think he needs I want to give him the grace of another year of like, hey, if you don't hit the ground running, because I think he cares. I think he really cares. I can you, you can tell that he oh, wants yeah. he wants it. It's just a matter of execution. He's in so, the perfect spot. He's in the perfect spot. He really is. And listen, we all thought when Nick Sirianni was talking about the flowers and watering the flowers and the fertilizer and planting and shit, we were all like, dude, what the hell are you talking about? But like they made it to the playoffs. I know. They lost in the playoffs, but they made it to the playoffs. So, for you know, I just I don't know, man, like we all really counted out Nick Sirianni so quick and then he turned it around so quick. So I'm interested to kind of see what this season is. I do think that he can be. I think that the two of them need a really, really strong training camp and off season together. Yeah. Of getting it done. Because no, he I, has I, he I has Devontae too. Like you don't go out and get your, you know, it's the same thing with Joey B and Joey B and Jamar. You don't get your national championship winning duo. Yep. If you don't think that they can play together. And they've shown when they connect that they connect. I, I, I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I listen, he's controllable. He's young. Uh, he, he faces adversity very well everywhere. He's at, he's a leader in the locker room. He's going to give you 110%. Listen, we had a guy in this town named Allen Iverson that left everything on the court. This is what Jalen hurts does. He's listen. Yeah. And, and when people fall, he tries to pick them up. Not like Matt Stafford, but, um, but, but anyway, <laughs> you know what I <laughs> that mean? Video so, was, that video was nuts. I was yeah. like, Oh my God, he's going to die. Like I, he's I, dead. They just killed Jalen Hurts. It would have been typical Philly if somebody would have rolled his ankle. Like it just like oh, that yeah. would have been the freak incident that happens in Philadelphia. So, but now I want to give him one more year. He's controlled, but doesn't cost you anything. Rebuild the damn defense. That's like you saying. You got three picks. Rebuild the defense. Stockpile. Get them going. But I will say this: if the if the words are correct that now the prices drop on Russell Wilson, and I can get Russell Wilson for a first and a third. I think I do that every day of the week. And, and I know the Eagles aren't close. I keep saying they're not close. So these veteran quarterbacks have to go to a team that are close. They can't yeah. wait three years, right? But I think with Russell, with you, you know, he's 33, but first and the third is is very attainable for Russell. It's, a very, it's very reasonable. It's a very reasonable, like, that's a very reasonable decision to make. But you're right. They're not close. Like, he wants a, he wants a ring, and he's not going to get it here. But it you're does right. put Jalen in the position of being able to sit and watch and, and learn. learn. Yep. And watching and learning, as we know, has done well by a lot of young people. Like, I think that, you know, everybody was like, oh, it's Jordan Love's turn. It's Jordan Love's turn. It's still not Jordan Love's turn. But he's still and he's still watching. He's still waiting, even though Aaron Rodgers has been, you know, pulling the same Brett Favre bullshit that he pulled on him 
he's yep. still able to watch and he's still learning from a from a defending MVP. So. He is. And it's 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 ironic that the situation is almost the same, it's right? The same. How long how long he sit behind Favre, right? And now now it's the same ordeal. So it's just crazy. Listen, it's gonna be one hell of an off season. Oh, I can't uh, it, wait. It, I know it's exciting. It's exciting. It really is. I can't and wait. I, I, I can't wait when all those Carson Wentz news come in. Uh, I hit you up so we could talk about it. It's going to be really interesting. You're going to call me. Uh, Just call me. I'll be ready. I'll be waiting I, for the call. I my dad, ca- my dad calls me every time anything about Carson Wentz comes up and he's like, what is the, what's the news on the ground? I'm like, dad, <laughs> like I love- literally I have. I was like, Dad, we have a guy who's been covering the Colts since they were in Baltimore, and he doesn't know. Yes. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. So it's been. But like talking to this guy, Mike Chapel, he's a genius, and he's been doing this for a really, really, really long time. He's a Hall of Fame voter. Like, you know, he's 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 the he's the guy. He was like, yeah, you know, like, is Carson gone? As of today, probably. This is earlier this week, but like Jim Irsay's not nearly as mad as he was when that plane landed, you know, I think that, you know, that man was kicking and screaming and ready to, you know, go off. But as of right now, everything is kind of, you know, he's looking more logically at the fact that the fact of the matter is there are two great quarterbacks who are going to be available. And one of those, and one of those quarterbacks will be going to Tampa, like without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm surprised Aaron Rodgers isn't there right now. Like I'm, very surprised. Yeah, that's that. That's definitely going to happen. But the, I, I definitely listen. I know he won MVP and he won back to back MVPs, but I've never seen a more disinterested quarterback in the playoffs than I see Aaron <laughs> Rodgers that last game. Right, so I think he's out. <laughs> I do. Right? Am I wrong? Like he looked like he also, cared less. Also, so, like his his that his MVP speech was like, "Thank you for the last seventeen years," and. You know, that whole thing. Like, yeah. you don't say that if you're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. we don't. That's exactly. That's not how that that's not how that works. Like, we don't we don't just Listen, say this, bye this casually. A, you know, we're, we're, ba- we're banking on the guy who sends back the Christmas presents to his family and like second day airships on rack because he doesn't want to open them up. So he's a very interesting individual, to say the least. So who knows? what's on the mind of Aaron Rodgers, but let, let this is what we're going to do. We'll end this in a fun side because I, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you being here. Um, I like to dive deep into the guests a little bit and just a couple fun questions because I'm a music guy. I'm a food guy. I love snacks. So, you got it. Uh, right. So we, we talked about the Super Bowl and everybody likes the snacks. So I just want to have some fun with Alexa here and, and, and what, like what's your favorite game day food? You're sitting back, you're hanging with the family, you're watching the game. You're not working. You actually have all for once. Get to, I was going to say, game, right. Ooh. Right, you actually—that's the, the the joy of itself, right? Well, you know, yeah. what are you surrounding yourself with that day? Um, I depends on what time. Okay, depends on what time the day of the game depends okay. on what time of day the game is for drinks. Because okay. I'll be a mimosas up till kickoff, girl. If that game is at one o'clock, like I'll be drinking champagne all morning long. Nice. Buffalo chicken dip is my thing like living in western new york and being in the home they call it wing dip up there because why would you call it buffalo dip because the city's right there i get it um but i've learned how to make a really 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 good buffalo chicken dip since living up there so like that's my favorite that's what i bring to every you know event every whatever that revolves around a game or anything like that like that's my big thing is like oh i'm gonna bring in my 
my buffalo chicken dip, but definitely drinking a lot also. Like I'm definitely, <laughs> definitely drinking a lot um, because if I'm off and get to enjoy a game, then I'm going to enjoy the game. Got to enjoy it, right? There's nothing wrong with that. I, I personally, I, I love the four o'clock game. A lot of people don't like the four o'clock game, but I, I love a four o'clock game. I, I love I do. it. They're my favorite. They're my favorite. Bit, I, I, I just gives more time, right? Gives you more pregame time, you know, get stuff well, done. My dad's been a season ticket holder for the Eagles since 1985. So I, you know, at, a, at the age when I could go and going to school at Temple, I just take the Broad Street line down. Yeah. I just go tailgate and I'd go get drunk on a Sunday. Yep. And like maybe I was going into the game and maybe I wasn't. But either way, I was going <laughs> down and, you know, but like four o'clock games were great because it was just like, oh, I don't have to buy like a $12 beer. Yeah, inside the stadium because that's exactly. it adds up. It gets so expensive. There's no reason for it. No, like no. And now I'm not an early person. Park. It's crazy. Oh yeah, I'm not, and I'm not a morning person either. Working at nights, like yep. Like I want to wake up on a game day at my time, not my dad's time, because my dad's <laughs> like, I got to be the first person in lot K. Like you don't, uh, yeah. So like. I can't be. I like that. it though. Now, nah, four o'clock games are key for me, one hundred percent. But I have to ask you this too, because I'm I'm a huge music head. Um, different. I'm a, I'm a '90s guy. It was always a '90s hip hop and R&B guy. So I love the halftime show, but I love all different genres of music. My my playlist is is very unique. I mean, I could be listening to Ray Charles one day, and then Kid Rock the next day, and then U2, and then Ice T, and then Wu Tang. It just doesn't matter. So if we were to play a top three songs on your playlist. Right now, you whipped out your playlist. Boom, top three songs. What would they be? Believe by Cher has been like the number one on my playlist for like my entire life. And I wish I could tell you why. It's like my fallback song. It's my karaoke song. Like it's a song that just gets me so hyped to be alive. Um, Believe by Cher, Sledgehammer nice. by Peter Gabriel, which Peter is my Gabriel. one of my favorite songs ever. You can like that is just that's a song that like if I just want to like roll down the windows and vibe like that's. Yep. That's the song. I did it yesterday. Today it's raining, so I did not roll down the windows. But that's a bit, that's a great driving song. Yeah, for me, I love that song. I remember that. I remember that video too. It was really with the box. It's trippy. Right? It's trippy. <laughs> it's good though. It's really good. It's really good. It's really trippy. Um, I definitely have showed that. I showed that video to my sister like for the first time once, and she was because my dad loves to play that song. She was like, "Whoa, what was that?" <laughs> I was like. A music video? What do you want me to say? Um, and my third, that's a really, it's so hard. I hate picking songs because I'm the same way as you. Like my music taste is literally all over. It's, it's uh, I'm going to go Jolene. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go Jolene. I like that. I like that. See, it, it, I, I loved it. It's interesting because I remember I have Farzetta on and I, I'm asking Farzi and he's like, He's giving me these Italian songs. I'm like, Mark, I have no idea what that is. Like, but 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 it's cool because it just shows listen, everybody's unique. Yeah. That's what I love about this. So everybody has their own style. But man, Peter Gabriel, I I, I like that. I do. Like and then that. if you go for like my number four, though, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like Arctic Monkeys or like All Time Low or like either like a pop punk or like a really like more modern rock band. Like I have a weird weird music taste, but That's I like okay. it. It's, it gets a but job it's done. yours. That's what the. But it's, it's mine. It's yours. Exactly, exactly. But listen, I, 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 I gotta end with this because the show is called the Final Judgment. So I, I, I need Alexa Ross's judgment on this. There's three quarterbacks. You have Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm gonna go four. We have four quarterbacks. You have Carson Wentz, Kyler Murray, 
Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Who gets moved first? If moved at all. If or, Right, if moved at all. If moved at all, I think Russell Wilson gets moved first. Love it. There you go. And the judgment is there. So, as always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Again, I'm Tony Jigsaw Cotillo. You can follow me at Ticketol23. Uh, Alexa Ross, let everybody know where they can watch you, find you, what you got coming up. Uh, you know, doing the sports thing, let them know where they can get you. It's almost March Madness. You're going to see a whole lot of Purdue content coming soon. Those boilers are absolutely Final Four bound. Um, I cover college hoops, so right now it's a whole lot of college hoops, and we're going to have a lot of NFL offseason stuff. The Pacers made some big moves, so you can catch me checking, talking all about them at Alexa Ross TV on Twitter. I'm Alexa Ross, three underscores on Instagram. I'm going to try and make a TikTok, but once it actually goes somewhere, I'll let y'all know. Um, but I do post some of my stuff, so y'all can check it out there. But if you guys ever want to talk uh Carson you ever want to talk college hoops or you ever want to talk Tyrese Halliburton the future of the Indiana Pacers you know where to find me I love it I love it and Alexa I I, I will have to say you know I'll, I'll end with this and I I sometimes I get a little I, I talk a lot but I could say is a Twitterverse is a very very interesting space okay you meet <laughs> some people that are on high some people are on lows you meet people that you probably didn't want to meet then you meet people that are a welcome addition to your Twitterverse family and I can I could say one thing Follow Alexa. She's very, you know, very forgiving. I wouldn't say forgiving, but I would say very inviting. Um, you know, she doesn't have to answer her our DMs, and I'm sure she probably doesn't want to answer some of them because all the criticism that people send. But oh, at the end of the off. day, I turned right, them off for that reason. I right, was like, y'all have too much time and y'all yeah, have too much to say. It, it's ridiculous. And I, I I honestly just want to thank you for coming on. And I mean, go back three years just from you never had to answer my message. You never had to be on. You're, you're, you're very inviting with your content and your explanations and your opinions. So for me, for our audience, I thank you very much. Um, thank you so much for having me. And I hope to have you on again very, very soon once that Carson Wentz news breaks. But that's <laughs> right there. But as always, uh, follow at Wind Daily Sports, follow at Heat Ratio Sports. You get to follow Judgment, iHeart, iTunes, YouTube, uh, WindDailySports.com, everywhere you can find your, your podcasts or shows. Uh, I'm signing off. Everybody stay safe, stay healthy. It's Final Judgment. We will catch you next time. <laughs>